Hello and welcome to Morgan's First Time, a movie podcast where me, comedian and avid movie lover Josh Florhog, introduces his girlfriend, Morgan Lee. Hello, hello. To all the movies that she didn't see. And since it's December, we're doing Christmas movies. And since we're doing Christmas movies, we're doing a remake of a timeless Christmas classic. We are doing Scrooged, obviously, the 1988 rendition of the Charles Dickens novel, a Christmas Carol. Yes. So you, this is going to be the first time that you know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. The only difference is like how it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen a Christmas story or a Christmas Carol. Yeah. At least the Muppets version. See, this is the exact same, except for it's with Bill Murray. Okay. Um, Bill Murray is a TV executive. Terrible and, person, probably. Yep. Because that's how it works. What do you expect to see in this? Um, well, obviously there's going to be some hilarity because it's a Bill Murray movie. Um, there'll be some heartwarming moments where he changes his ways at the end because that's how the story goes. Yep. And it's got a pretty good cast, so I think it should be pretty funny. Yeah, it's an, it's from 88, so it's going to be very... This movie I already know is going to be very dated. There's probably going to be like a lot of like loose cell phone use and like offices and receptionists and things like that yeah well it's as old as i am yes do you want to watch the trailer and then talk about what you think this rendition is going to show yes let's see this trailer okay seven o'clock psycho sees santa's workshop and only lee majors can stop them in the night the reindeer die be here <laughs> You can't show that commercial. That thing looks like the, the, the Manson family Christmas special. You can wear face. Yes, you know, you won't wear a head off face, sir. Frank Cross is more than the youngest network president in television history. Call security. Have them change his locks. Keep tossing out of the building. Oh, he's fired? It's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. Watch out. Ah! He's a thoughtful boss. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. A generous brother. What did he give you last year? Uh, I don't remember. A shower curtain. Did you hear him? I think you dropped something here. And a true humanitarian. I can't get the antlers glued onto this little guy. We tried crazy glue. Have you tried staples? But his life is about to change. That was a good one. You are going to be visited by three ghosts tomorrow at noon. Yeah, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. As a matter of fact, the whole rest of the week is a washout. Anyone who thinks he hates Christmas is wrong. It's ghosts he hates. I love that bitch! Bill Murray. Karen Allen. It sounded like he'd seen a ghost. A ghost? John Forsythe. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Hey! You want to see me or is this a shotgun in your pocket? <laughs> you know this one? Everybody knows that one. Let's go now. Yeah, does everybody know that one? Carol Kane. Robert Mitchell. 
I really care. David Johansson. Oh, I'm having the weirdest day. See Bill Murray get Scrooged. It seems a little more violent than than the, the original the Muppets version you're used yeah. to. Yeah. Well, this, even the original story. <clears throat> yeah, this movie has a lot more violence in it, and it's a lot Com- comedy yeah. violence. But yeah, yeah, but like that was the times, and this movie is very like I think they tried to keep it. It's not done by Tim Burton, but they I think they wanted to go with more of that style. It definitely feels like a cross between a uh, Christmas Carol and like. Beetlejuice. Yes, yes. It has a very big Beetlejuice feel. Just because of the way they have the ghost dressed and that they're like crass and loud. Yeah. Yeah, this director is the same person who did Lethal Weapon and Superman as well. So Okay. Who wrote the movie? Uh, anybody anybody that did anything anything huge? Mitch Glazer. He did the recruit. He lost in translate. He produced Lost in Translation. He wrote a very Murray Christmas, Rock the Casbah. He's worked with Bill Murray a ton. Yeah, it looks like it. So this is must have been the start of there. Yeah, he was a writer on SNL. Okay. Okay. Well, I think it looks good. I mean, it's Bill Murray, and I love Bill Murray. So and a Christmas Carol. And a Christmas Carol is classic. What are some of your other favorite uh, classic Christmas stories? Elf. Elf. That's not a classic Christmas story. That's just Elf. The only, like, classic story is A Christmas Carol. Yeah, I guess. Because that's the only one that was written as by a famous novelist. What about um, Tiny Tim? Isn't that in? That's Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist, yeah. Or is that in A Christmas Carol? No. Are you sure? It might be. I, I think it is. I think... <laughs> He says, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what movie Tiny Tim or no. what Tiny Tim was in. It probably is. Him and Scrooge are probably connected like throughout uh, <laughs> like a cinematic universe. A cinematic universe of, of uh, Charles Dickens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is like a whole universe. I'm trying yeah, to- he is. Tiny Tim is in Scrooge, a fictional character from A Christmas Carol. Okay. So, you know what? I was wrong. Never mind. I'm super wrong. I was thinking Christmas Carol is the only story I know. <laughs> it is. It's like the only classic Christmas story there is. Uh, probably the story of Santa Claus. Well, yeah. <laughs> the Night Before Christmas. Yeah. But there's not... Is there a movie called The Night Before Christmas that's just the classic story? No. No. This is the only one the, that's been yeah, made there's, into movies. Yeah, there's always like the Santa Chronicles or the Santa Claus, which we watched. Yeah, there's movies about Santa Claus, but it's never just like the story of the night of before Christmas. Saint Nick and yeah. delivering and milk. Rudolph is a classic story. It is. It's claymation. I love all the claymation stuff. Do you? The Christmas claymations? Yeah. With like Jack Frost and Bigfoot or, and the, uh, or the, Yeti, I guess. Yeah, the ice miser and the heat miser <laughs> and the medium temperature miser. and <laughs> Medium temperature miser. There's a but Yeah, I like all those claymation things. Well, I don't. Really? It's like four hours long. I could sit and like, it's like. I watch the claymation stuff like I watch football. Like I like just turn on and take naps and then wake up and I'm right back into it. Weird. I'm like you a weird old man. We- yeah, you are. Not the youngest TV producer in history, like Bill Murray's character. <laughs> president, the youngest president. Yes. 
Do you, do you want to watch this? Yes, let's do All it. All right, let's just get right into it. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Snack Corner with Morgan's First Time. I'm Morgan. And I'm Josh, and we're eating snacks because Morgan baked. I did. I did my Christmas baking. So I made three kinds of goodies. Yeah, our diet's over, guys. <laughs> we lasted a week and a half we... eating healthy, and then Morgan was like, I want to make cookies for people. And that meant that she wanted to make cookies for us to eat. We did de- deliver them. We delivered a lot of them. Most of them went to other people. Yes, we delivered them in the pandemic, and we are all stay-at-home orders, so we uh, ding-dong ditch people in the funnest way possible. We were basically Amazon delivery drivers. We dropped yes. stuff off and then texted people. Yeah, we're like, hey, some Christmas elves left <laughs> Christmas treats by your door. <laughs> Didn't see anybody. Yeah, really delivering cheer and not seeing anybody. It's very not fun. <laughs> it was sad. It was very anticlimactic to drop off cookies and not be able to see the people that you love enough to make cookies for. Yeah, you're like, here's some cookies. I hope you like them. They don't have COVID on them. <laughs> but I made... Do you think sh- everybody, now that I bring that up, do you think everybody ate the cookies? Or do you think some people are like, eh, cookies from other people, we'll bank them and then throw these away? I think everybody that I dropped them off for made, ate them because they know me personally. It okay. wasn't like a random neighbor drop off it was like our really good friends yeah but still i don't know if i'd be weary (laughs) i'm just letting you know if we get cookies i'm gonna examine them and if they look ultra delicious i'll eat them but if they're just (laughs) like regular old cookies probably gonna be like trash can city well now no one's gonna give us cookies i know this episode's coming out this week when it's the cookie drop off time I don't well, care. We have a ton of cookies. I at made home. three kinds of cookies. I made um, cut out sugar cookies with glaze icing, mm-hmm. and I made Oreo truffles, and I made Christmas crack, which is pretzel toffee covered in chocolate. Really good. I really like that because I love toffee. I love Heath bars. They're like my favorite candy bar. It is. It's like a Heath bar with a little salty pretzel in it. It's mm-hmm. very good. Those are the ones that I've been binging on. So everybody who got deliveries, if you're listening to this, you got less of that because I ate a bunch of it before Morgan told me I couldn't. He did. Also, peanut butter cookies. And I made peanut butter cookies, too. Those are very easy. Yeah, for me. For Josh. And then on Christmas, we're going to make the Mamafuku Milk Bar cornflake marshmallow cookies. Yes. We we had on Thanksgiving, but we're going to make them for our Christmas celebration because we're staying home and being safe, and it's just... Us and our roommates this year. Yeah, we're just making appetizers and eating cookies. And eating cookies. What are you guys doing? That's what we want to know for the snack corner. What are you guys making since everybody has to have small Christmases? Unless you live somewhere where you can have big Christmas. And then have the have the classics. Yeah, what are you what are you guys doing? What are you making? Give us some ideas. Yeah, we need ideas. We're making like mini burger sliders. And um, broccoli salad and a my cheesy bacon corn dip, maybe meatballs. Yeah, we're just eating a bunch of appetizers, which is all anybody wants from Christmas anyways. Exactly. What Have we talked about on this podcast what you eat for Christmas? No, we yeah. have not talked about my family's Christmas dinner and how much you hate it. You guys, please write in. And if you don't want to hate us, you can pause the podcast now and then just light yourself on fire. Because here... From her herself is what Morgan's family eats on Christmas. And this is all they eat, which I didn't know. She didn't tell me this. This is like one of those things that you should tell your significant other when you start dating and you bring them to a holiday. You should tell them these family secrets 
that are so dark and deep. They're not. It's not dark or deep. It's a dark, deep family secret that it Morgan has, not. and she's willing and I'm to not share. Ash- I'm not ashamed of it. All right. Explain to our listeners. I'm very sorry, you guys. I did warn you what Morgan eats. This is all they eat on Christmas Day. We have we have lots of appetizers. They have ch- chips and dip. No, there was lots of appetizers. I made Spanakopita. <laughs> there was lots of, lots of stuff. There's garlic then... dip with Triscuit, which is a good, just a really good garlic dip. Morgan's uncle makes like the best garlic dip. It's the only thing I eat on Christmas. I have to get full on Triscuit and this really good garlic You guys, dip. he is throwing me under the bus and telling you guys blatant lies. It's not just garlic dip and Triscuits. There's tons of appetizers. Yeah, there's like sardines that your dad eats with with triscuits. Nobody has sardines. You're just lying about my family. Your family orders all of their meals from a grocery store. Nobody makes anything from scratch. No, on Christmas we have tacos. Yeah, okay. On Christmas you have tacos. Every Christmas you guys... We have a taco, a white person taco bar. The whitest of tacos. We just have brown. You fry the shells in vegetable oil. Yeah, we have Indian fry bread shells. That's not Indian fry bread. That's fried tortillas. It's not the same thing. We have white people Indian fried bread tortillas. My family has soup. My mom makes oyster stew and chicken and noodles with scratch-made noodles. It's it's really good chicken noodle soup. But as much as you guys are waiting for the next thing, like I did the first year, I thought... Morgan's family makes crazy food. We've listened to this in this podcast. We talked about how your mom goes all out every breakfast on Christmas Day. Every dinner. Yeah, you're not super hungry for dinner because you ate a huge eggs Benedict and then snacked all day. That's why we have soup. Then I go over there and she's like, I made some homemade chicken noodle. And I'm like, oh, I'll have half a bowl. And she was like, all right. And then I had that. And then because I was expecting Morgan's mom, the premier chef of the world, to have soup as a first course. And then something insane, like she was like, I made a seven-layer lasagna with different ingredients in each layer. <laughs> it's like seven-layer lasagna is not that impressive. If you have different layers for each. It's not that, I mean, it's not that weird. We have soup and oyster soup, and they have for generations. They just have soup, guys. You know the thing? And, and my mom makes homemade bread. She does make homemade bread. You can dip it in the soup. I'm feeling very attacked and actually kind of offended that you seem to hate my family's one tradition so terribly much, even you guys, though it's not even a hurtful tradition. Like, oh no, you didn't get to have a fancy meal for Christmas. Your life is ruined. Yeah, we didn't get to have a taco bar. <laughs> We've been doing it uh, the best way, which is we go to Morgan's family's first and we have soup as a first course. And then we go eat my family's white people taco bar. Yeah, so I don't know why you're complaining so much. If you had a full, elaborate meal um, at my mom's house, you wouldn't be able to enjoy your family's <laughs> tradition. It's not a tradition. It's more out of necessity and ease. <laughs> the tradition is laziness in my family. And tacos are the easiest thing to make for 20 people. Well, I think that it's a dumb tradition because you are just shitting all over <laughs> mine. I'm not. I just yeah, want... you are. You told everybody that they should light themselves on fire instead of listening to me talk about having soup on Christmas. Yeah, you guys, just soup, though. And appetizers. <laughs> There's always a ton of things. My mom will make bacon-wrapped dates sometimes. I don't like dates. <laughs> oh. 
Have you tried them? Because you also told me you didn't like snap peas, and then I watched you eat a whole bag of them when you snap finally peas were tried one. I said I didn't like. I don't know like, why. I, I don't like those. I don't like them. I was like, Try one, and then he ate the whole bag. You guys, so he's that, a child. That That's what I have to deal with. The only time that happened, I tried dates. One time I was arrested in Dateland, California, <laughs> or Dateland, Arizona. I don't know which one it was. But I got a speeding ticket where they put me in handcuffs because they wanted to search my car because we were a bunch of teens. Oh, where you can get the date shakes on the yeah, way to Vegas? Yeah, where you can get the date shakes on the way to Vegas. And um, so I hate dates. Because <laughs> I had dates then. And I was like, this is associated with naughtiness. <laughs> with speeding. <laughs> dates wrapped in bacon with brown sugar on them? Not a fan. Delicious. You know what? There's things we like on Christmas and things we don't. Yeah, I don't like you. <laughs> I like soup. I just want more than soup. I'm not a big soup fan, you guys. I've never liked... It's like scratch-made noodles. She roasts two whole chickens, so it's very meaty. You guys, it's the best of the thing I don't really like, which is soup. It's like grade A okay. Well, me. you know what? You never need to go to my family's for Christmas again. I can, then. and I'm going to bring secret cheeseburgers, and I'm going to hide them around the house. And then I'm going to eat a bowl of soup, and I'm going to be like, mmm, stuffed. And then I'm going to go eat a toilet cheeseburger. Gross. I'm going to hide it in a Ziploc bag. You're disgusting. In the top tank of the toilet. How is that better than just having soup? No, I'm going to have both. I want soup and something. You want soup and a toilet cheeseburger? I mean, Are you a degenerate? Maybe I'll hide one in a hamper. And I'll have soup and dirty laundry cheeseburger. Gross. Or I'll hide one of the DVD cases. It'll be uh, soup and DVD case cheeseburgers. You guys, I cannot handle the nonsense that comes out of this man's mouth. All right, you guys, enjoy soup, and we're going to enjoy Scrooge. I'm never going to make you eat soup again. I. Oh, what if your mom made bread bowls? I would eat soup out of a bread bowl. So needy. You can't just respect the tradition. I can't respect the soup. <laughs> You know what? I'm just going to say it right now as we start the podcast. This is my favorite rendition of A Christmas Carol. It was good. <laughs> it was. It was a little violent, but like so, com- comedically violent. and Yeah, it's a little too violent. I will give it that. <laughs> like the opening scene of the $6 million man uh, killing a bunch of people to save Santa was like a little much. Or when he got attacked by the guy he fired with a shotgun. You mean Bobcat? <laughs> I forgot Bobcat was in this movie. It's almost a little hard to enjoy the movie whenever he's on. Because it's Bobcat. Because it's, yeah. And it's, it's Bobcat dressed with like his hair slicked and in a business. He's not dressed like Bobcat. But it's just the voice is so. The voice? <laughs> it's so. It just it pulls you away from the plot does of the movie Does it give you a uh, cat scratch fever? <laughs> no, it doesn't give me cat scratch fever. It gives me... Why? Why is he talking like this? I love Bobcat. This was the height of Bobcat's career. And I think more people should respect Bobcat as a whole. <sighs> okay, the, the opening scene of the movie, when he like opens the desk drawer which one they're sitting at a conference table why is there a drawer in the conference he's table the president he has but he has stationaries so. opens it up and looks at the mirror looks at himself winks and then goes goes to it how self-centered are you is that that's what 
I thought that scene was great because that was a great way to up. quickly show he's a like, shit. that he's the worst human being alive. Like, like in the original Christmas Carol, like they really had to show like Scrooge fire the people and stuff like that, which he did by firing Bobcat. Yeah. And I like that it followed Bobcat in not a way like like in a Christmas Carol where like they lose their home and they're poor. Yeah. And it's sad. It's just Bobcat's downfall leading to him bringing a gun to the office, which I thought was a way funnier way to do it than the other way they could have done it well yeah i mean it was a very funny movie very 80s yeah i enjoyed it the winking at himself though was so funny it just it was like the height of narcissism yeah like, that's what's gonna psych me up to go rip these people to shreds is it's looking my whole at team myself. built a commercial that was perfect for television and he was like nah wink daddy's got it <laughs> also Acid rain isn't real. Remember when that was a thing? I mean, it is real. It's it, a it's thing. Kind, it happens kind of here real. where we live. It doesn't happen here yes. like it, we were told it was going to happen <laughs> in the schools. Yeah, it's not like burning through your skin. Remember that? Like in the at this time, that's why they did acid. Like acid rain and quicksand were two things that we yeah. were like really told about as kids where they're like, there's fucking quicksand everywhere. And then if you keep. Driving a car, by 1997, all the rain is going to burn your flesh off. I feel like that is where millennials went off the rails. Like, like, like the because green as, hippie as children, stuff? No, well, as children, we were told, like, we were going to either get sucked up by quicksand, we were going to get burned to death in acid rain. Like, th- that's what gave us all anxiety. That is why millennials have anxiety. Because we started off as, like, five-year-olds being te- terrified of... The world, the elements, the elements attacking, and then it just got progressively worse. It was just like terrorist attack, economy fall, terrorist attack, economy fall. Yeah, they, I mean, pandemic, pandemics. <laughs> they've been running all that forever, and now we're in a pandemic, and it's scary, but not like in the movies. Uh, I guess because we don't work for the CDC. I'm sure there's like a few branches of people. Who are like really fran like disease control and stuff like that, who are really frantically like, we did drop the ball on this. Yeah, oh yeah. So those are the people in the movie. We're just like the innocent bystanders who are like, I wanna go to Chili's. <laughs> Which I do. You guys, I wanna go to Chili's so goddamn bad. I'd like to stop this episode to talk about how two for twenty is the best. <laughs> is that Chili's or Applebee's? I it's think they both, both have yeah. their own versions of it. I would, I would very I would shoot happily... a man for queso dip. <laughs> uh, that's Applebee's that has queso dip. Nope, it's not. That is Chili's. The chili, the chili skillet queso dip. Oh yeah, because it's called Chili's. It's a chili dip. <laughs> Applebee's also has queso dip. No, you they get don't. homemade fresh potato chips with it. Oh yeah, that uh, the queso, the queso blanco dip. Yeah, we eat so much chain <laughs> restaurant food, you guys. This episode's <laughs> gonna spill a lot in the snack corner because we of the are 90s. arguing about which chain restaurants queso is. Oh, we, we have a problem? Yep, we had this fight during the movie. <laughs> so that's why this is at all relevant. They're both delicious in their own ways. Because they're talking about selling advertisement, and that's all really what TV is. And I was like, and then I made uh, Chili's Baby Back Rib reference, and then I was like, I really want Chili's Baby Back Ribs. I love ribs. Is and there Chili's around here? We can No, go. there's not. Are you sure? Yeah. We look it up. Close to Chili's is 35 minutes away from our house. If you guys wanted to come murder us, just be in a 35-minute radius of Chili's. 
I don't believe that. Yeah, it's have kind you, of far. Have you looked it up? Yeah. We could go pick up takeout. Go pick up <laughs> some baby back ribs. I'm always disappointed, you guys. I want baby back ribs from Chili's all the time, and then I get them, and they're always dried out and shit, because I go to regular barbecue restaurants and get real good ribs. It's true. We like those chain restaurants, though. Applebee's, Chili's, TJ, oh, TJ Fridays. I like Fridays. Uh, all you can eat appetizer it's, happy hour. I don't even know if they do that out here. I think that's a Midwest fat person thing. Oh, were we dating? Did we ever do that together? Yeah. I did it a lot when I worked at, because I worked at the airport, and then next girlfriend also worked at the airport, and that was like, that was the time. <laughs> you met up at the chill. You met up at the TGI's with the, everybody because there's one right there, right by the airport. Yeah, yeah. and you drink happy hour drinks and you eat unlimited appetizers for ten dollars. You guys, you can get as many appetizers as you want, and not just the same thing. You can mix them any from the so, menu. Yeah, you're starting with maybe mott sticks or buffalo wings. Go another order of buffalo wings because you're trying to get that wing ding in. Get the current the deep fried green beans. Deep fried green beans are legit. Um, potato, potato skins. skins. Ooh, they're, um, they're Jack Honey Chicken Tenders. Yeah. Okay, back to the movie. <laughs> Bill Murray exists, <laughs> you guys. He does cool stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to make this relevant to our, <laughs> now our, now our favorite chain burger Americana joint. Oh, well, you know what? It's it's what the people want from us. It they is want what the people want. Realistic conversations about our lives. And that is Yeah, people keep terrible. taking more snack corner. So we're gonna just let everything bleed in. Terrible chain restaurants are our jam. He did bring up um when he met his replacement, uh the Bryce guy in the yeah. movie, the guy who was basically taking over his job. Yes. He said, I met you at Spago, and remember me and you were going to go to Spago. We're not rich, but we saved up, and we were going to go to Spago before the pandemic. We were, and then the pandemic happened. Yeah, I don't want you guys to think we're bawling Spago money. We weren't going to do the tasting menu, which is $250. We were just going to order a couple things off the menu and have them. But we were trying to go to Spago just to try it. We were saving, though. It was not not a willy-nilly trip. Yeah, I wasn't like, Spago for appetizers, and then we'll go to Boa for steaks. No. <laughs> no. We were going to go to Spago for appetizers and then Burger King. <laughs> for Burger Kings. Yeah, because you can get two chicken sandwiches and two orders of fries for four ninety nine. Yeah, you guys, the Burger King app is what's up. <laughs> okay, so Bill Murray sucks. Bill Murray sucks. But, he... like, is real likable, this whole movie. This is a thing I didn't want to bring up to you while we were watching the movie, because I saw you getting mad at him the whole time. I was like, this guy's kind of likable. <laughs> yeah, is he not likable where he takes his assistant, who seemingly is such a nice lady, and uh, tears up her kid's Christmas picture because the, the reindeer, or is it the elf had too many? Miss Claus, Mrs. Had, Claus had 11 fingers. Had 11 fingers, so he was, like, ripping this picture up, stupid. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I just he he was back in the past in the cab with the cab driver was awesome in this movie the ghost of Christmas past who was uh oh David Johansson who was in um kick ass he did the soundtrack for that he's done a lot of soundtrack stuff he's not really an actor but he is hilarious as the cab driver in this movie super hilarious you get to see his childhood house and you see the meet cute with claire and then you get to see frisbee and where everything kind of goes off the rails it goes off the rails right away on christmas because um his mom leaves on christmas 
His mom didn't leave, though. Yeah, she left them. She was pregnant, and she left them. But how... I don't know. Did she? Because he's has a relationship with his brother. Yeah, but I think, like... And there's a picture of him as a little kid holding his baby brother. I think they lived in different houses. Because she made it sound like when she said, I'm going out, like, she was leaving them. I don't think so. Oh, okay. So she just went out on Christmas? Yeah, she just went out to go get him a present, I think, because the dad oh, brought oh. him veal. Well, I understood that wrong. <laughs> you know what? Getting veal for Christmas right now doesn't sound bad. As a 30-year-old adult, as a 24-year-old adult. You are not 24 <laughs> years old. As a 34-year-old adult. As a 34-year-old man, if someone was like, I bought you all these nice veals. <laughs> um, and then he gets the Christmas present, and he gets to see his secretary's house and how much love is in the house, even though they don't have a lot of money, and her husband was murdered in front of her youngest child. Yeah. And he doesn't talk. And he's like, I don't remember her husband dying. Yeah, he wore black for a year. I thought it was just a fashion statement. Yeah. Typical man. It really shows how bad of... That's what I was like, okay, he's not as likable as he could be. But they did have a lot of love in their house. And yeah. that's their house really reminded me of my family's house. Yeah. Did that to you? Yeah. Like all my family is like kind of poor like that. Like they have enough money to eat and get each other like small things. And then like they're, it's always centered around the food because no one really has money for presents. Yeah. And I felt like that's how their family was. Yeah. That I lady, agree. that lady really had my aunt, my aunt's vibes. It did. It was very my aunt vibes. Aunt vibes. Aunt vibes a lot. She was like making food. She like worked that day on Christmas, which my aunt always did, always. but still was like making seven turkeys in the house because she has two kitchens. Just crazy amount of very delicious food and lots of hugs and forced drinks. Yes, lots of boozing. Everybody. I don't booze anymore, so they, they would let me have the kid soda. But if you were <laughs> over 21 at my aunt's house or previously at my grandma's house, my aunt just picked up all the traditions after my grandma passed. Um, if you were over 21, you had to drink beer or cocktails because my grandma planned accordingly by purchasing enough soda just for the children and then a bunch of beer and cocktails for her and the adults. Yes. So it was like, if you're over this age, you don't get soda. And I didn't get grandfathered into getting soda till I quit drinking. Until yeah. I had to quit. <laughs> yes. And then uh, then she's like, I only have enough for the kids and Josh. Yes. Put that back. <laughs> yeah. My brother was not allowed to drink soda. And he just wanted a Sprite because he was hungover for the night before. And she's like, you can have a vodka Sprite and orange juice, but you aren't using a whole Sprite just to drink. <laughs> oh. And then, then, he, <laughs> then he goes, yeah, he meets the girlfriend he met on the way up when he was just a Blue's Clues style dog. Yes. Um, Which. Oh, we're past that. He's already. No, I want to go back to that because that was my contention with this movie. What? Is that he gets a shot to go to dinner with the president of the network. But she has plans so they can have Christmas with their best friends. And she's like, I don't think you have your priorities straight. I'm going to let you know right now, Morgan, that if we had dinner with our best friends and the president of any network was like, I'm taking you to dinner, I'm 100% going to that dinner. Well, yeah, but also our friends would totally understand. Their friends sounded like they were hippies like she was. Yeah, I guess. But like, don't they know he has a job and he could have... If she would have stayed with him and gone to that dinner, he could have 
use that money for good hippie stuff, all his money he made, and he now he just uses it to buy himself stuff. It's true. Mirrors in his desk. Mirrors in his desk. But they come back. Yeah. She comes back. He meets her in the homeless shelter. And he's like trying to be nice. Well, like, that was weird because she's like, give me one minute. And he's like, don't even bother. Like, okay. Well, because that's what she did to him. That's why he did it back to her. Because he still hadn't learned his lesson from that point. Because he thought his lesson was, because he's very self-centered, was that he should have just went with her. And he shouldn't have gone to his work. So that was kind of the cut and dry excuse of it all. So when she said, I have to take care of work, he was like, no, can't be a double standard. Everything's black and white. You don't get a second. You either leave now or I hate you. But her work was significantly more important than having drunken dinner with the boss and his floozy. Not to him, because he was raised by television, so TV was everything to him. Much like it is to me. I think TV's more important than helping people in need. No, because <laughs> I currently help people in need all the time. And it feels very good, it? does. It? I did. I did a TV show for charity. <laughs> I did a sketch with Funny or Die that was to raise money to feed America. Yeah. So I'm very charitable. And you know what? I got to mix the two. So I got to go to dinner with the president, and I got to go on the date with the lady. None of that happened, you guys. The time I was on NBC, I ate Raising Cane's. And I went to three <laughs> different Raising Cane's because the lines were fucking nuts. <laughs> I shot the sketch in Las Vegas where there's a bunch of Raising Cane's. But for some reason, everybody wanted it that day. It was Mother's Day. Everybody wants it every day because it's good. It's so good. You guys, Raising Cane's is awesome. If you don't have a Raising Cane's and you go somewhere with one, get it. It's just chicken strips, but it's fun. And they got Texas toast. Their sauce is good. Sauce is good. Texas toast. We is are good. also chicken strip connoisseurs, so we know. Yeah, we eat a lot of chicken strips. We do hot chicken. Hot chicken. I like this episode of this podcast because we can talk mostly. We can tangent into food because this movie is just an adaptation of a story we all know, guys. Yeah, nothing new happened. Nothing it, new happened. He comes around at the end. I called it like fifteen minutes before the this end. Is the only, okay, you guys. Morgan keeps saying she called shit. She called it seconds before it happened. Obviously, from if you guys have never seen the movie, from what you heard from this podcast, is that the secretary has a son that doesn't talk. So obviously the only time her son is gonna talk is the tiny bit. Well and they like throw down a lot because he's like watching the sh- the the preview on TV and she, the Mary Lou Retton does her thing. Says God blesses everyone. He's like, yeah, and like not. Yeah, he not doesn't say it. anything. Yeah, but they like keep nods they keep head, hinting like, very... to it, and they keep hinting towards the kid is smart because yeah. like he, all the older kids are trying to solve a puzzle, and he just grabs it and solves it right away. Yeah, he just isn't talking because he was traumatized. Yeah, by witnessing a murder. Yeah, of his father. Have you ever seen a person die? Um, Not your dad. Your dad is alive. My dad is alive. I've met your dad. Uh, I've I witnessed a really horrific car accident that resulted in three deaths. Really? Yeah. Was that me and you? No. Okay. We saw one that was pretty bad too. Yeah. Um, I saw a guy die at a casino. Yeah, you did. Yeah, he hit his head on the back of my chair. He was sitting at the table behind Wasn't me. Wasn't he like really old? Yeah, he was really old. He's yeah. had a heart attack and died. And then, like, he was just laying there dead, like, kind of at the back of my feet. And then we all, like, had to stay there so the paramedics could get him. It was traumatizing. I won a lot of money that day. I feel like that guy helped. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then in seventh grade, on the first day of junior high, I saw a kid get hit by a van. Did he, he, he? No. Oh. His head was bleeding really bad, though. He yeah. got hit like the van broke and like went up on two wheels because it was like a front wheel brake type deal. And the kid did a flip, hit his head on the windshield, and like his whole ear was busted open. And then like <sighs> fell in the street, and then got up and walked, and then collapsed on the sidewalk. And they called then an ambulance came. He was fine. Did he, they sue the people driving the van? Bro, I don't know. I never heard that story before. Yeah. I just thought of it when we were watching this horrible movie. <laughs> this wasn't that good. I was not thrilled with it. It's you not, were thrilled with it? I it, thought this movie held up. This is my favorite version of A Christmas Carol. It's, it's a good version of A Christmas Carol, but like, uh, this is the third Christmas movie we've watched so far, and it's probably number three. Really, this movie holds up. Oh, I'm I'm right now. I'm at Santa Claus, and then Jingle All the Way, and then Scrooge. I love Jingle All the Way. I want to go out on a limb and say I like Jingle All the Way better than Santa Claus. Guys, write in it with hate mail. I don't care. I will take all your hate. Jingle All the Way is more fun. It's more creepy. It's more weird. It is all of those things. Because that's what I liked about it. Was how weird it is. I really like this movie's Jim Hensony monsters. Yeah, the cab driver was very like in between. Uh, like a Jim Henson creature and a real person. Yeah, all very Muppety. Yes, all the all the ghosts and, and were then, Muppety. Yeah, and the her. Christmas Past had Muppets inside of its body, which was cool. <laughs> yeah, or Christmas Future. Christmas Future, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you think you think that Jingle All the Way is your number one? So what do you rate Scrooge out of ten? I'm gonna rate Scrooge out of ten like a seven, seven and a half. See, I gave Jingle all the way a six, so I'm gonna have to go with a five for Scrooged. I loved this movie. This movie was so fun. I just it was so with the times, like it was very 80s. I can appreciate that. And I also love Wolf of Wall Street. So this is very like like no Christmas parties, everybody's getting bath towels, I'm keeping all my money. That's not what they were like on Wolf of Wall Street at all. They were partying constantly. Yeah. But they were constantly Xeroxing butts and titties. Yeah, but this is like, I mean, just the the hunger of money. Yeah, maybe. Maybe like the real the movie Wall Street okay. with uh, Michael Douglas. I haven't ne- seen never that seen one. it. Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen, and then they made a sequel with Michael Douglas and Shia LaBeouf, mm. which I saw half of. It's not that great. Good to know. Probably won't ever. See no, it. we'll never do that. <laughs> so you like this movie a little? It was. It was fine. It was a it was a good ap- adaptation yeah, of the story. A fun take. And it was and I, I liked how like, fourth wally it was because they were shooting a, an actual version of a Christmas yeah, Carol. So that's it was true. very it was very fun that it way. It was just yeah. maybe it's because it was so predictable. Like yeah. even though I never It wasn't predictable, but it was you knew the ending. Yeah, it was predictable because I know the yeah. story. Like I knew what was gonna happen. It's like the Titanic's predictable. It I is. Was like, you know what? They're on this boat. I'm gonna guarantee day three's not gonna go. Not going to be all fish sticks and swimming pools. No, it was not. It was icebergs and not enough boats. They were all fish sticks in <laughs> one big swimming pool. They were frozen. <laughs> frozen fish sticks. So you're ready for we're Christmas Day, a Christmas story? A Christmas story. You'll oh. shoot your eye out. That's all I know. All right. <laughs> so this has been us for Scrooged. I loved it. Morgan and it. 
this movie was great. You know what? Bill Murray's the king. This movie was great. Bill Murray is the king. If it would have had anybody else in it, it would not have been very good. No, he was fun. You guys can check us out at Morgan's First Time Pod on Instagram and Facebook. We're Morgan's First Time anywhere you listen to podcasts. So definitely rate, subscribe. Please leave reviews. It would be a great Christmas present to us. Yes. Share. Send it to your Share, friends. Send it to your friends. Show some glee. You can follow me at my personals at Josh F Comedy and JoshFComedy.com. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MorganGirlInLA or MorganGirlInLA.com. And we will see you next week for Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry everybody. Merry Christmas.